Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, niggas and crackers, guys, gals, and, and non-binary pals, hot girls and city boys, saints and ain'ts, and, and all our Harlem family, family. Welcome, welcome to your very own podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of your beloved bi-monthly broadcast, Harlem's Very Own, featuring, as always, your three magnanimous co-hosts. I am Justin Winley, aka Nat King Cole World, wearing all black in the summertime, joined by my boys. What's up? It's Jude, aka Swagmire, aka a Shot of Breast Milk, aka Betty White Sugar Baby. What's happening? Nice. Wow. I just, I, I never get the chance to just be so calm to just say mine. It's just, I'm always caught off guard. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Amon K. Simmons, a.k.a. the single mother snatcher, a.k.a. the buckhead breastfeeder. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> You cannot complain about my AKAs no more. <laughs> what you said? <laughs> you know what's so funny? I made that. I just made it up. <laughs> oh, shit. Off the top. Off the top of the dome. Oh, I just made it up. Niggas. Oh, God. This is a matchup. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I re- oh my god! Bro. We've been receiving reports of a new criminal in town. Uh, <laughs> locals are referring to him as the single mother snatcher. Uh, About five seven, young black male. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves Facial a tra- hair. <laughs> he leaves a trail of uh, eight year old black boys in his wake. <laughs> <laughs> Complaining it's, about their fruit snacks being taken in the middle of the night. What fruit snacks? <laughs> oh my god! He leaves it residue of hair grease <laughs> on the pillowcases. Of His victims single- say you can tell he's coming because you hear over oh the uh, across the air. Where oh your mom god. at? <laughs> Where your mom at? <laughs> oh god. Yo, so one of my homegirls, yo, one of my homegirls said I should I should just do a spoken word poetry of my AKAs. We should just all do that. Like one day we should just walk up to New York Cafe and just, oh, and just hit everyone with all our AKAs. We literally could. We could like figure out a way to like find uh. it so that it's almost a story. Yo, the, um, I saw, I had posted this meme of Chris Jericho, and there was a scroll that just went through the went all on the floor. I was like, "This is me and my AKAs. Well, let's just get some scrolls, yep. and just read our AKAs." The single mother snatcher. Wow. Well, that's that's uh, a way that's a way to start an episode. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Thanks for mm. uh, for tuning in as always. 
Um, we have a couple topics to run through today, but first I want to introduce a sort of a new segment on the show. Uh, this is, listen, there's a lot of foolishness that goes on in this world. And I feel that it's our duty as Harlem's heroes and as spokespeople for everyone uh, to, to, to speak up about it. So this segment is called Stop This Nigga. And uh, <laughs> Stop This Nigga. That's a jingle. And- and um, it, it'll it'll feature a different, uh, usually foolish black man uh, doing foolish things, but it could be anybody. But it's gonna be Kanye today. Niggas, what did Kanye do? What he oh, do? Well, remember them sandals? Oh, these new yeah. sandals that he debuted. Um, yeah, Over so Venus Elevens. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is further back than Jesus, bro. This is Old Testament. This the is prehistoric. Like the, this is the the Nebuchadnezzar's like this. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Methuselahs, like these, these, these things. <laughs> these are that, Fred Flintstone sturdy shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, the first HBO. shoes that Fred Flintstone ever wore were these. You could sell yes. them to him because he wouldn't know what shoes looked like. He'd be like, "All right, I guess I'll cover shoes. my feet." <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're because he's he's dropping some sneakers that look, I guess, acceptable. The the honey flux. They're kind of have they have like a yellow, um, honey flux tint to them. But uh, yeah, they they basically just look like, you know, every other, I guess, high fashion sneaker. But he's got these sandals coming out that look like if you if you took like, a, you know, like Gandalf staff, like yes. before he turned into Gandalf, the way when he just had like the, the top of it was all like gnarled and barky. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. took that and, and then like put a stone in the middle of it, that would be the sandal. Like they just don't look comfortable at all. Oh They're kind of socked. They have like socks built into them. So they're, um, they're, they're basically like bootleg Balenciaga Jesus sandals. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> essentially. And um, I, he can't keep getting away with this. He just can't. Mm. Just, but he will. He will. <laughs> he will. It's Kanye. I saw you a video will. of him yesterday. I'm sorry. I saw a video of him yesterday of him having an interview with Ken Kardashian. was like, we had this interview because of the Incredibles. You know, in, in the beginning of the movie. All the superheroes are talking. The wife has a big butt, and we're all gonna fly. Yep. Right. Yeah. What fuck? are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I'm you were gonna say something before I rude. My bad. All, all I was gonna say is like, you know, if any, any, any design that Kanye comes out with, any shoe that Kanye comes out with, no matter how prehistoric it looks, no matter how janky it can be, mm-hmm. if it has his logo. Or if it has Balenciaga, Gucci, uh, <laughs> Ferragamo, Prada, any type of known brand, people will buy that. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm betting you there'll be somebody who has a lot of money walking around their house in their fifty thousand square foot mansion with them prehistorics mm-hmm. while riding a bike <laughs> around their house because that's what Rick Ross does. Brontosaurus. That is what Rick Ross does. Yeah. That's how he gets his laps in. Shout out to all the pair. All the um, so, <laughs> I'm eating a lot of pears now. Shout out to all the pears. <laughs> that was actually a thing. I Wow. <clears throat> Yo, he really did that. Rick Ross was hot for a minute, man. Rick Ross was hot. <laughs> Still, I feel like he, you know, I feel like when he drops, and we'll, we'll talk about this more later because it's one of our topics today. I guess like usually his songs go hottest when he drops with Drake. Right. And then like two of them drop, it's like, okay, summertime is here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I think his solo music is still good. Like the music he makes even without Drake is oh really God. great. Rick Ross has been around for a while 
and for good reason. He made a song with Anderson uh, Pack recently that uh, I enjoy. Really? Anything with Anderson um, Pack sounds like cocaine, and you know, yeah. <laughs> cocaine. Anderson Pack does cocaine. Perfect. <laughs> and he uh, he was on a Tiana, he was on the Tiana Taylor album. Uh, he sang with Summer Walker. He didn't sing with Summer Walker. Summer Walker sang on a track of his. So yeah, he he gets around. Um, but yeah, basically, um, Kanye West, stop it. Yes. Stop it. Stop everything and, uh, you're doing, Kanye. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what else he's trying to do. What else I, can he do? You sold a, billions of rap, records. Make clothes. Yeah, I mean. I'm pretty sure he's going to open up a church. I don't buy know. farms, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll the almost. first mega black church. Oh, it wouldn't be the... I don't know I would, if it'd be, it would be the first. It might be the first that starts. No, like, that I'm, way. Talk, I'm talking about like Joe Osteen level mega church. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm I talking like the only person I can think who gets there is uh, TD Jakes, but he's been he's been pastoring for like decades. Who's TD Jakes? He's as an he, atheist. I don't know this nigga. <laughs> you might have seen him. He's like a very round, bald headed, gray goatee. You just pronounce every black pastor. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> he, if you just described every like black proto, pastor. He's like the prototypical um, black pastor. Like he, mm-hmm. he really sets the mold. He would have been in a Tyler Perry movie. Would have been that man. You got to put it in a, in a meme, June. Do you know this meme where it's like a pastor that said, "Wake up, wake up." Oh yeah. You gotta wake up, wake up. That's him. Wake if, if you up, go to that wake. meme. Uh, you see right now. That is TD Jakes. TD Jakes wake up meme. Yes. And- <laughs> oh, God. But I think that's the. I mean, because. Oh my God. Yeah. Yo, he'll like Ving Rhames. A little bit. <laughs> a lot of bit. Yeah. yeah that's like Ving Rhames could play could play him in a. No, nah, I know he looks like he looks like the dad from House of Pain. No, 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 no. Mr. Brown. That one. That's what he looks like. That's what well, he looks no, I like. think Mr. Brown looks like T.D. Jakes. <laughs> they were like, hey, let's let's mimic that. Yo, he looks like a heart attack waiting to happen. <laughs> yo, you see the veins on the back of his head, yo. Like he's listen, he's been going, preach, though. that's how he's looked like that. He's looked like that for a while now. So he's doing Damn, God, God got to be for real because he would have been dead of a heart attack a long time ago. That, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, listen. But but listen, you know, it's like. There's something about people from the South that they they manage to like be. They got good overweight. air over there. They got good air. That's what it is. I think that's what counteracts it because they'll Have be. Have you seen overweight. the football players that come from the South? They're just like, just massive. Yeah. And they can, and they, they're like dudes who are like 300 pounds can run 100, 100 yards for like in like 45, <laughs> 45 seconds. Like, <laughs> <huh? laughs> big lungs. Meanwhile, in New York, we're <gasps> so. Yeah. Why does yeah, everyone in New York got people. asthma? Except me. <laughs> there, there was some there was some pretty tall people out there when I was in Atlanta, but I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that we that's uh just wanted to open the show with that, but we can proceed as we usually do. We'll start with in this corner. Let's see. In this corner. Uh, last weekend we had a new lightweight champion of the UFC, Charles Oliveira. He knocked out Michael Chandler in the second round. I didn't get a chance to watch the fight, but from what I heard, Chandler was putting the works on Oliveira in the first round, putting mm. the works. But Oliveira, you know, stood, you know, stood his ground, got his bearings. He didn't let the first round get to him, which is a very difficult thing to do. Once you get washed like that, you, right. you can lose your confidence. So many things can go wrong, but 
that's what makes a champion. When when the de- times are down and times are bad, when you're frustrated, you don't let that shit get to you. Just like take it in, accept right. it. You don't internalize it, and then you come out better. And that's mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm looking at I, these highlights now. Really dynamic fight went from you know mm-hmm. went all over. They were striking and then they were grappling. And Oliver is a nasty grappler. He think mm-hmm. has the most finishes in the lightweight division. Mm-hmm. He has he's fought in the UFC 28 times, and he's gotten the most submissions and knockouts. He broke um, Ferguson's arm. And speaking of Ferguson, this crazy motherfucker, he fought. <laughs> he fought the same night. He lost again to a decision. He's been mm-hmm. losing a lot lately, but he's just been taking unnecessary damage. This motherfucker got caught in a heel hook. Mm-hmm. Ooh, didn't tap. Dude wrenched his shit. Yeah. And you could, I didn't hear it pop, but the dude was like, yo, I heard two loud pops. Right. I don't know how this nigga still stand. <laughs> I, I get in a heel hook, even during training. I'm like, nope. Yeah, immediately. Nope. <laughs> no, no. It's just one of those submissions that can just ruin your whole shit because it's, it, it can tear your Achilles. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, an Achilles injury is one of the worst injuries you can get. Especially as but, an athlete. Yeah. And this dude, just let it happen. And in the fight before that with Oliveira, he let his arm get broken. And another nigga's arm broke this, um, this fight. And he still won. His arm is literally like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's made out of. Um, I don't know if it's drugs or if it's just really intense uh, willpower. He's Mexican. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. But is that, <laughs> is that, Listen, is that a thing? Or is that is a major thing. Mexicans <laughs> are tough people. When, mm. like Mexican fighters, mm. there's this whole aura, this myth, mm. this, I would say, stereotype. But it's one of those stereotypes that they, they take pride in. Mm-hmm. You know, like black dudes, we have our stereotype. <laughs> hey. hey, hey. And then, <laughs> but Mexicans have this one, and th- there's just pressure to to abide by that. And you have these guys who just put pressure on you, go forward, take punches to give punches. Mm-hmm. Like Chavez. There was this fight with Julio Cesar Chavez and his dude, Meldrick Taylor. Fight was going back and forth. Taylor was getting on his ass and was winning the fight. Chavez didn't care. Just wailing on him, wailing on him. And at the very last round, he knocked down Taylor. Taylor gets up. Rebel's like, nah, you're done. You're Mm. done. And Chavez came out clean, beat up, but Mm -hmm. clean. He would have lost that fight. But he came out okay. And Taylor was never the same since then. Like He he was fucked. After getting rocked. Yeah, I think I think in Rods he never recovered after that, which is heartbreaking to see. But Mexican fighters are fucking different. The niggas are crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Ferguson's been fighting for a long time too, and mm-hmm. like, um, uh, I I do like his fighting style a lot. It, it was crazy watching that clip though, because you can tell he's in pain, but he's just not going to tap. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. He's just not going to tap, which is like, I mean, okay, dude. <laughs> you know? um, I respect, I guess, but it's it's also like concerning. Um, How do you feel about that? Like taking damage. How do you feel about someone taking damage almost unnecessarily in a fight? Uh, 
I'm not one to enjoy take taking damage. <laughs> take it, but I mean, for for certain folks, as you like, people people take damage in order to get close on on the person, or they feel them out. Like, okay, so 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 this is this is how much this is how much like pain you can give me. All right, cool. So I'll be okay. I'll be all right. So, right. um, <laughs> like some, some people like, like to test them out like that. Like, oh, okay, well, give me a, give me a, your best kick or your best side kick, or your best front kick. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's, that's all you can give. All right, cool. I'll be all right. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to really F you up. <laughs> it's, a, it's almost like a, it's almost like an anime thing. When like, yeah. you have, you have one like, character going mad hard and then you're like, and then they laugh. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> is that, that the best your, you got? Is that <laughs> was your strongest attack. <laughs> <laughs> and they launch them into another state. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it was it was uh, I, well, I think it is partially a psychological strategy, too. But I think it's it's more effective when you're winning, like striking or when you're winning. Yeah. And 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 when there's uh, when the, when you're striking, when you're grappling, you're in a lock like that. It's like it's really just only a matter of time. Like it's not even a matter of endurance because like your your bones have a breaking point, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, 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 uh, it remains to be seen how his career is going to go, but we know now that whoever wins McGregor Poirier three is going to face Oliveira, uh, to determine the, the lightweight belt. Um, what should I think about that fight? This next fight? Ah, man, I don't know, man. The UFC is so unpredictable. I said last time that if McGregor lost that fight, then there was no reason for him to keep fighting. And then he did. So now I'm like, okay, well, maybe if he loses this one, right? But like, um, because I, I mean, I, I respect McGregor. He's a, clearly an amazing fighter, but I'm also kind of like ready to see new people in the in the in the UFC. And he's just been here for a while. I feel like he could retire with his roses, um, his Irish roses, and 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 be fine. Uh, but he wants to fight Poirier again. He didn't get to fight Khabib again. I feel like that's always going to be the thing that like. I guess that's like stuck in his crawl as a fighter is like, I lost that fight. I, I feel like I could win, but I'm not going to get to fight that dude again. So I have to fight everybody else to kind of like make up for it, but it's never going to be satisfying the same. And yeah. he's, he's trying to def- ref- uh, deflect that I think back against Habib and say like, you, you know, how can you retire when you haven't really beaten me? But Habib's he beat not- him though. He choked his ass out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a jaw crank really, right. Is, is what it wound up being. Cause he had a submission submission. You tapped. Right. Regardless. He said, Papi, no more. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, Papi, no. <laughs> I think that this next fight, it's clear that Poirier developed a strategy to combat McGregor mm-hmm. after their first fight and, and that it worked because McGregor was trying something very different uh, than he usually does. But now McGregor's looking like his old spring footed self again. So it might just be a repeat of that first match. Um, but I, I think that, you know, Poirier is clearly a smarter fighter than a lot of people uh, give him credit for. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, I have no predictions to make at this time. <laughs> what about you, Ahmad? Uh I think I, I'm based on based on like all of us saying that I, I truly believe that he is getting tired of the mm-hmm. UFC and you know, I feel like he's growing to become a family man, which is mm. not a bad thing at all. Not at all. And 
you know, he he made his money. He made his mark in yeah. in, in the UFC. So why keep going for pretty sure either for the money or for your fans? But right. I don't know what else you're trying to like. You you you're not going to get your fight with Khabib. Like you, he he knows that. Right. I know that it's going to be. We all know it's going to be a third fight between him and Poirier. Just to just because it's just it's one and one now. Yeah. So they have to. That's two out of three. Yeah. Exactly. So this might be his last one. I don't. I don't. I. I. In my. In my opinion, I don't want him to be in the UFC anymore. I just want him to go ahead with his life. He made his mark. Go love your family. Be a family man. Keep making your your proper twelve money and. Exactly. No. You can have sponsors. You can still. You can still have sponsors and all that commercials. You got that. Open up a gym? You kidding me? Literally, the, the open McGregor up a gym. Academy. Yeah, no, he'll be fine. I, I think if he, I think if he moves toward coaching, I could definitely see him doing that the same way that Habib. I don't was. know if he'll be a good coach though. Like he was a coach on the Ultimate Fighter. Just because you're a great fighter doesn't translate yeah. into being a good trainer. Mm. I don't want to be trained by Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd rather be trained by Freddie Roach. Mm. You know, because uh, there's some other guy who lost, who's not that talent, who's not that gifted physically. You know, with you know hand-eye coordination, yeah, their body, you know, long arms, long limbs, or that fighting that um killer instincts mm-hmm. might not have that, but it's the dude who wanted to do it and who just works on it, works on it, works on it, still doesn't get it, but has learned all these little tricks, learned all these mm-hmm. little skills, and applies that into someone who is gifted mm-hmm. will get them to the title. I think that'll be someone better off. I don't know. Mm. If McGregor will be an amazing coach, I mean, he'll be a great training partner, but I don't know if he'll be a good coach. I Based think about me a UFC fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think about it in terms of how uh, uh, it was once explained to me uh, with regard to teaching. Uh, Cause I, um, the subject that I've always struggled with is math. Like that's just not how I'm wired. Same so, here. but I've had a lot of, uh, I, I had a teacher one time explain to me that like, well, he was saying to the class, that he likes to teach math because he hasn't always understood it either. And so like, he feels that that makes him a better teacher because then someone who is just a math genius. And I kind of get that because like, when you're Mm -hmm. really good at something, you can't always understand why someone else doesn't get it because it's natural to you. So why, you know, you, you wouldn't, no one ever had to really communicate to you how to do it. So you wouldn't know how to communicate to anyone else. Uh, And, and in the same way, yeah, when you have these super gifted fighters like Floyd Mayweather, I mean, I'm sure that he holds pads for his, his kids every now and then and, mm-hmm. and some tips and stuff. But yeah, as a coach, coach, like, and I don't know, I mean, he's, we could ask Tank, um, uh, Gervonta, uh, Gervonta Davis. Gervonta Davis, yeah. Not Tank the singer. R&B artist. <laughs> Tank the singer. <laughs> what does he have to do with this? <laughs> when we... Rule when you need a... <laughs> yeah, when we indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I think that's a good analogy to use to think of it. Um, yeah, time's gonna tell. When do they fight again? Uh, they, they fight in July, so right. the next fight in uh June is gonna be Adesanya versus Vittori, oh, yeah. and then the one after that is gonna be McGregor and Poirier, and then maybe Adesanya versus Hall. That'll be that'll be great. That'll mm-hmm. be great. I, 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 for some reason, I think Uriah Hall should maybe have another fight because he did just break the nigga leg, right? I mean, it's not even him, he broke his leg on him, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't, but there's no one really else for him to fight. Yeah, 
kind of it's kind of scarce right now in that yeah it's, so. it's, you know it's kind of bleak because mm-hmm. these dudes run through everybody yeah. all these champions have ran through their division like who else is there to fight which is kind of disappointing but speaking of sparse competition uh we got two major developments in the hip-hop world as oh, yes, of, as of late uh one of them is uh this new j cole album uh the off season mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. dropped last friday or for whenever y'all are listening you know when it came out i don't know when this episode's coming out though uh it could be this friday it could be monday but um yeah did you have y'all listened to it i have not not yet you have not it's not yet not yet i will i'm going on a bike ride today yeah i will <laughs> as i'm on the bike ride very nice yeah very enjoy nice. I, I I heard it changed people's lives. And Jude, wasn't you the one that said you do not want to listen to it if it does not have shooting or drugs or anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, it has some braggadocious rhymes in it, which I'm all here for. Yeah, sure. So, Ahmad, not to spoil it for you, but and Justin already knows. That, why? What? Why? I don't know, because I, I want you to experience the same joy that I did. Because when I'm listening, I, I, was, I was sitting in my crib smacked playing Mario Kart. <laughs> Went with my homegirls. <laughs> they're like, yo, play, play the album real quick. My, cool. I'm just here, gone. And then I hear the music start. And it was the first song is 95 South. And it's the only song I've been listening to for this very reason. It starts <laughs> off, I like songs that feel big and grand and almost have like an orchestra to it. I like those big, grandioso songs. Mm. And it starts off like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it turned into a, uh, it's a dip set it's a yeah. dipset fucking um sample yeah oh, dipset sample and then i hear killer yeah <laughs> i heard killer my ears just said boop i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> like a doberman you just Word. <laughs> I, I turned it to scooby-doo i'm like oh <laughs> i was so happy oh yeah he doesn't have a verse but just hearing Cameron ad libs on a J. Cole song, ooh, it felt amazing. Yeah, it was hard. It, it 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 had a very dipset anthem energy to it anyway. Like it just it it just has that hard, like, you know, street style beat. This is straight up Ragadocio rap. And not ooh. for nothing, whenever J. Cole talks about happiness, riding his bike, being humble <laughs> and being happy, and using hand gestures <laughs> and doing this thing where nothing's making me happy when I'm just thinking about my money, but uh, uh, shut the fuck up, J. Cole. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like it when niggas try to be humble and they look extra humble. Like, dude, mm. we get it. You're trying to be Bob Marley with your fucking dreadlocks, whatever. And the hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> and the hoodie. And it is. And it is. Whatever. Whatever, J. Cole. But when you're getting a braggadocious shit, because why be humble right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're humble your entire life. You're a nice guy in the street. Be cool, but when you're in your element, you wrapping your ass off. You're like, you know what? I am you, this shit. And when you know you're one of the best, when you at it, let us know, motherfucker. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan knew he was the best. Kobe knew he was the best. Allen Iverson knew he was the best. Mm-hmm. Allen Iverson stepped over niggas in the finals that he lost. But you know what? We remember that picture of Allen Iverson stepping over Teron Lue. <laughs> you don't remember anything else about that? Those finals that Allen Iverson lost. Except that picture. That's what we got from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Sometimes you gotta you gotta make basking your glory, motherfucker. Basking. <laughs> do it. Muhammad Ali did it. You can do it. Yeah, and and we talked a little bit about this last episode, but you know, J Cole, um, 
it's it'll be i think watching his career evolve you know and, and just him like grow in this career has been fascinating because um you know every time he comes back it feels like another fresh wind you know i i yeah. I, I, I don't really get the sense that he's like losing relevance no. there, there were some there were some dud lines because i listened to pretty much the whole thing pretty much in one day mm-hmm. uh and uh like just listen to it straight and there was some stuff that i was like you didn't need to say that or that or that was just like a lame line but it's not and it's not like it was with logic toward the end where i was like oh, oh you're actually just saying the same thing i'm my racial <laughs> on multiple songs now <laughs> and it's and it's getting like you just don't have anything new to talk about right now. Maybe that's, you just need to experience more life because that's where a lot of our art comes from is, is Mm -hmm. what we go through. So, um, you know, J Cole, he dropped for your eyes. He had a child, uh, was quiet for a little bit. Then KOD came out. And obviously that, that was very specific. That was about, I mean, both those albums are very specific. They're about, um, specific people and places and time periods you know what i mean mm-hmm. but now he's kind of back to making like just a, okay this is an album where i'm going to write whatever type of song i want to write and there's a theme that's going throughout the throughout it uh, of like redemption and stuff like that but um it does feel like it's it's kind of moving back toward the forest hills drive era yeah cool where it's like i'm i'm Go, go, go. I'm sorry. It's like go. like it's like conscious bump, you know. <laughs> like, that's what I like. That's I like conscious bump. Yeah, I like conscious bump. Just don't be conscious to be conscious. Like I don't want to hear you snapping your fingers, sound like common with fucking bongos <laughs> or whatever, nigga. No, yeah. Just brag a little bit, all right. Sprinkling your wokeness a little bit, right? Throwing your bra- braggadocery, all right, please. Mm. But there's some spicy details that came out of it. So I forgot what song it was on, but mm. a story came out from one of these songs. Uh, Cole dropped the line about him defending Kendrick in a fight against Diddy. Yes. So when the control verse dropped, Diddy had a problem with Kendrick calling himself the King of New York. And I don't know why you have a problem with that because you haven't been King of New York for 20 years, Diddy. And <laughs> you won't be King of New York. You're cursed. You're a bum. And no, I have my, I, I have my, I have my theories. I have my theories and it's, I think it's solid, but so, you know, Diddy had a problem with that. And he was pressing Kendrick. He tried to pour a drink on Kendrick and J. Cole pushed him. Yeah. You know, so J. Cole got into a little scuffle with Diddy. Yeah, this is on this is on the track Let Go My Hand. Let go um my hand. and yeah, he says he just he's kinda like talking about like growing up and avoiding fights and stuff or whatever. And he says, My last scrap was with Puff Daddy, who would have thought it? I bought that nigga album in seventh grade and played it so much you would have thought my favorite rapper was Puff. Um and so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's really sweet that J. Cole came to Kendrick's defense. You know, Kendrick is like five foot three. And so we're, he's like Wolverine. Like, that's how I that's how I picture him. <laughs> you know, Wolverine is like really- nothing about Kendrick Lamar gives you, you know, listen, nothing, don't don't just don't give him those, those vibes. But I mean, like Kendrick short, powerful, ferocious. He kind of has Wolverine vibes. No, he gives me Nightcrawler vibes. Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Lamar gives me Nightcrawler vibes, the Toad vibes. He gives me like this acrobatic. <laughs> toe? I don't know. Offensive. He gives me this like, ac- not offensive. Nightcrawler I was almost with you because I was like, okay, the, the Christian Just, thing, I guess. Like, that too. That too. But also, cat, like, right? also, he's Kendrick is short. And I don't know, he seems agile. And there's agility in his rhymes. He can just bounce around everywhere. So that's what I'm saying. Either yeah. Nightcrawler, you know what? I'll give it, I'll give it to him, Spider-Man. 
Kendrick Lamar gives you Spider-Man vibes. <laughs> well, okay. the well, e- in either case, J. Cole, you know, he's like this tall Cyclops. Yeah, come on, <laughs> giving him a giving him a shove. It's it's cool. Um, I guess the last thing about J. Cole is is this idea that he might be starting to play basketball. He is. he is. He played. Basketball. He played his first game. Yeah, scored three points. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I read a. He wrote an article a few months back about like how basketball was kind of a passion of his at, I guess even a little bit before rap was and how it's like his life had two paths and he chose one, but like now he, I guess he's trying to circle back around to the other one. So uh, more power to him. Um, but, uh, one of his, uh, one of his Uh, only, uh. or I, yeah, I would maybe not only, but one of his other contemporaries, uh, Drake just got nominated and did he already accept an award for uh, artist of the decade, uh, this was from the the Billboard Music Awards. Ah, uh, it's more. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not surprised. The t- the 34 year old Canadian is the most decorated artist in the show's history, collecting 27 awards, including 12 in just 2019. Damn. Whoa. Yeah. So now this is someone uh, we've talked about Drake a lot on this podcast, but trust we are not sponsored by him in any way. Drake, sponsor us, please. Send us money. It would be great if you could do that. I'm biracial. Right. Justin writes poetry. Yeah. Ahmad can act. What's up? Yeah. So all three of these things are (laughs) are facts. We can we can babysit um, Sandy Graham Jr. and uh, he looks he looks just like he looks just like Drake's mom. I mean, yo, like the hair and the eyes and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of, cause we've been talking a lot about like family versus career today. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's another situation where like Drake was dealing with the fact that he had a son like behind the scenes until that beef with Pusha came up. Hilarious. All, Best every- beef of all time. Greatest <laughs> oh. beef of all time. That shit was amazing. <laughs> Pusha it, killed him. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, he did. And it brought everything to the, to the, to the surface. Um, and then Drake, I think very rightfully just kind of claimed, you know, he stood behind his, his choices and he claimed the mother of, of his child. Um, I don't think they're married, but nah, nah, Drake's a hot boy. Yeah. (laughs) But they seem to have a, uh, a functional co-parenting relationship. At least that's what the image is. And so that's great. I hate the term co-parenting. Because that's what it already is supposed to be. Right. Like like, what's, what's, what's regular parenting? What the fuck? Individual, make yourself feel better. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, but you know how that goes. There's, there's, there's always you know terminologies evolving. Um, but I think this award is is pretty justified. I mean, way back on our fourth episode, we talked about how Drake had really dominated the decade and how a lot of the art, the like, because you could say in a, in a major way, the big three uh, from 2010 to 2020 were him, Cole, and Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, and those guys were always kind of circling around each other and 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 whether that was featuring on each other's tracks or mm-hmm. discovering, you know, Drake outright discovered Kendrick in a way, or he, at least he was the first one. I'll say, I don't want to say discover, but he was the first one to put him on uh, like a major uh, record. You know, he put him uncredited on that song on, on Marvin's Room. Um, mm. I forget exactly which song, but we talked about it on that episode and, uh, and that kind of led to his career skyrocketing. So, um, and their ability to break other artists, like yes. I say, I think Drake put on for, uh, ASAP. Mm. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. Like he did the verse on, um, fucking problems. Yeah. 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 And so, and Kendrick had, no, and Kendrick on that song mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're looking at a guy who like in a lot of ways shaped the sound that like was running through hip hop for the, for, for the last decade. And then he's also okay. able to like, yeah, what you just said about, you know, breaking new artists, like he's always kind of able to find these, these, younger rappers right as they're about to pop off mm-hmm. and like grab a feature with them like uh like that baby track. little baby yeah or that track uh mine still mm-hmm. um uh where he where he raps about like i took you to the club for your birthday and some dude hugged you and i know them type of hugs uh, oh my god <laughs> that's a very drink they did. i've known them type of hugs Shut yeah. up, oh <laughs> my god you're from canada aren't you friendly <laughs> listen you got shot on the grassy bro we're not taking that serious and that's the only time that it happened but also his his like cultural um chameleonism you know i, I was watching something about him being able to meme himself is also his mm-hmm. ability was also a serious factor in his rise mm-hmm. because he doesn't take himself that seriously he doesn't mm. he doesn't i think it's 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 i was gonna say remember when he hosted snl that was hilarious. I forgot about that. Yo, the way yo his his Cat Williams impression is fantastic. <laughs> I want Drake in more movies. Drake is He's, like the non-problematic black James Franco. <laughs> okay, I see that. I see that. He's still a little problematic because of his uh his relationships with uh, with close to underage women. But you can vote that he had the stroke. <laughs> what? <laughs> she can what? vote she I can mean, vote i guess that's vote. better than if her age is on the clock because there's no age on the clock that is appropriate for, um, yeah to go to sleep or, or if her age is off the clock is actually what it is um oh but anyway uh, that's so problematic because they're so 14 the 13, that's what i'm 14, saying 13, yeah 16, <laughs> all the way up to 18 um so yeah i mean how, how do y'all feel about this decision though i mean uh uh, him, him. I mean, it's it's just one award show, but like, do you feel like there's anyone else that it could have gone to besides Drake? No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like people who are loyal to their to to the celebrities, they would have they would have chose Beyonce. But um, she only put out three albums, two two, 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 yeah, two, two projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. I'm pretty sure it's three. But yeah, I, I totally I totally agree that. Drake was the, the perfect pick for it. You know, everybody was bumping his music. A lot of his music was trendy as hell. He owned like several summers. Obviously, summer 16 was all Drake. Forget about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's most of what, what we, our generation. Passion Fruit. Um, yeah. That, that was that was 26. Wow. Passion Fruit actually might have been uh, 20, 2017, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. But but you're thinking Controller, uh, One Dance. Those were 2016. Yes. Views. Those were views. Passion shit. Fruit was all more life. And that was, I was still at Geneseo when that dropped. So that had to be. That was fire. Yeah. That was fire. That can't be. What else? Tra- Even his features, all them DJ Khaled songs. Like, I'm on one when we were little kids. Yeah. Fucking yeah. forever. forever. <laughs> there we go. Best I ever had all the way back. All yeah. the way back. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm gonna need you to say some baby. Say, say yeah. some baby. The Timberland. Oh my that god. Was that fire. was fire. Yeah. Drake with oh, no yeah. beard is so weird. It is strange <laughs> to look back at, at what he used to look like. <laughs> Almost like a different person. It was no um, side of a beard. He needs he just needs to keep it, and that's it. 
Yeah, no, the beard is a good look. It's a good evolution. Um, yeah, I mean, it's easy to it's easy to rag on him, but I think he realizes that, like you said, Jude, mm-hmm. and and him being willing to memify himself. Um, some of the skits he does. I mean, getting Felicia Rashad in the video for um, uh, for uh, oh, I, was it was was it cute? Was it a was in, it uh, my feelings? Yes. Nah. Was it in my feelings, or is it uh the the, the Lauren Hill sample? The, it's it's like he he released them at the same time, so I always get them confused. But I think it was nice in my feelings. What did nice for what? That's what it was. That's but nice for what was the one with all the women celebrities? Yes, yes. with oh, Tracy Ellis, Shahidi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Felicia Rashad was the one who came out on the porch and yelled at him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it was great. <laughs> Um, of course. So stuff like that, and then him playing like yeah, like the uh, like uh, the SNL stuff. Yeah, he's he's got a great sense of humor yes. about himself. The State Farm commercials is funny. The State Farm, yes. And then what else they do? Him sitting on her lap, uh, Leslie, the black woman from SNL, oh, the other oh, one, Leslie Les- Jones, Leslie yes. Jones, him sitting on her lap, getting mad, intimidated. Yeah. Like rappers <laughs> shouldn't be intimidated. There's like <laughs> the stereotype of them being like the, these brooding dudes, and Drake is just this. You know, funny guy. Yeah, he was there like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I mean, kudos to Drake. Um, I think this is well deserved, and we'll see what the next decade holds for him. I'm sure he'll continue to hop onto people's songs. He's clearly, uh, like we said, he's still in his hot boy mode. Yes, um, uh, and uh, listen, Nikki hasn't even necessarily stopped. She's still kind of popping off with some stuff. Yeah, there, and so. she just dropped a a. An EP. Re- um, not a mixtape. Mixtape. Yeah, mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Her uh, remastered mixtape for uh, "Beat 'Em Up, Scotty," which blew her up mm-hmm. in 2009. Mm. Yeah, I was too young for that. Bro. <laughs> she showed up on Bedrock, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." I even, yeah, I didn't even know that it was like a. It took me a while because I, as soon as I saw the 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 cover, I was like, "This looks old." Nice. And then Bro. I was going through the songs, and I was like. Oh, best I ever had. Like, you, okay, you've heard those, yeah. But I, I have to listen to the to the rest. I mean, I, I wasn't a Barb growing up. I'm not a Barb now. Yo, I've heard her talk to talk to a shorty about it. I don't know if she was into uh, Nikki like that when she was younger. Uh-uh. But girls everywhere, man, were out here rocking that Nikki. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like put my put my <laughs> baby out there. Shout out to you, boo. She is an. She is the most dedicated Barb ever. <laughs> Word? Ever. Literally, I was teaching class, and she was on the other side with my headphones bumping that mixtape. <laughs> Rapping every lyric. Thing. Yo, she was in heaven. She was like, my, my, baby, my mama's back. My sister's back. Nikki is back. It's, it's over for you bitches. Nikki is back. I was like, oh, my It's Nikki Minaj, Nikki Lewinsky. Bro, she knows every song, like, word for word. Oh, my goodness. No, when, when, you, when y'all two spend time together, does she roll up on you, hitting you with random lyrics? Yes. <laughs> All the time. Comes out of nowhere. Out Comes out of nowhere. And she was be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I say, yo, maybe baby. relax. She'll say her sweet too. She'll be there, like, Barb's yes. <laughs> and, and she would be looking at me. I'm looking at her. I'm like, <laughs> what do y'all say in front of your shorties? What, what do y'all do when y'all just mind your business with your shorty? Then you, you then the song comes up. You're like, oh, nah, I'm, I'm rapping the shit in my head. Like, what happens? What do y'all, what do oh, y'all, I mean, in the hinge shorty with. 
I don't know if I've experienced that yet. I can say that the one time that I've seen uh, my lady wig out for a song so far, uh, and we just, you know, I'm sure it'll happen a lot more often, but we were at my brother's wedding uh, and they put on Back That Ass Up. Every, Yo, your girl from the hood. I'm sorry. Oh every, my God. When I tell you every woman under the age of like 50 ran to the yard <laughs> to start dancing. <laughs> like she got up immediately and I didn't even, I was like, I know what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and let her have fun with all them over there. Um, so yeah, I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, she's she's definitely, she's in the suburbs of Yonkers, but there's still a little bit of Yonkers is Yonkers, nigga. <laughs> uh, bro, she but told it's yeah. she she rolled out for the nine nine in the two thousand. <laughs> yes. yes, I feel like that's for every woman in the club. Like once she hit it, dum 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 dum. That Prince oh Harry, bro, it's just like that Prince Harry meme when he was just like, yeah, he goes and yep. <laughs> exactly. That was that exactly was, yeah. it, bro. Oh uh, man! So well, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, if you, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna move us into our final ten-ish minutes here. Oh, but I know you had something to say. Yes, um, we we actually have some sad news, y'all. Yeah. Sad news for the fans. Mr. Paul Mooney, RP Mr. Black, at seventy-nine today whoa, from a heart whoa. attack. What, yeah, bro? RP Mr. Black, dude. Yeah, bro. I, I didn't know about this. I put it at I 17, nigga. Bro, I literally found this out like a 30 minutes before we started. Bro, oh. I was shocked. 79. Heart attack. One of the legendary comedians of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for Richard Pryor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he was, and mind you, like this dude, like he didn't he didn't really care about what anybody said with his with his comedy. Because mm-hmm. for him, he he was hiding it, like for him being a gay black man back then. Oh, oh he's gay. You don't know? Oh, oh, you didn't uh, know. Yeah, I did assume. Oh, he was gay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can see it now. Like he 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 didn't care. He would be trying to like back then, a lot of a lot of black comedians. And a lot mm. of celebrities, they definitely were fucking around. Like, what's but, his name? R- Richard Pryor. Richard there was Pryor himself. About Marlon Richard Brando. Pryor. Richard Pryor. Marlon Brando was with everybody. <laughs> Marlon okay. Brando was a whole ass nigga. I'm surprised he didn't kill everybody. Richard, he was yeah. like syphilis or something. Yeah. He was with Richard, Quincy, Baldwin. Um, yeah, he was out there. But Paul Quincy, Mooney, Quincy had that interview uh, Quincy few is so years ago where he yeah. was opening everyone's yeah. laundry. He He's about to die. He's about to die. He don't care no more. He said, you know, I might as well just say it. You know, okay, this person was messing with this person. I, just, I know this person was doing crack with this person. Like, yeah, he's almost out the door, so tell it all. Yo, imagine oh. when he dies, if there's like a biography about everybody just throwing out everyone's laundry. And I will watch it. We all have to watch that. I yes. That'll be that'll be a three-part episode on HBO. <laughs> yes. We'll read yes. Joe's autobiography. A side-by-side commentary. Yes. <laughs> As a we whole... read it, we'll be like, yo! <laughs> yo! <laughs> I would I have no problem turning us into a book club. For I have no problem with that either. That but would Quincy be Jones, yo, straight up. Hopefully Rashida will get mad at us because I want her to just hold me. You know? Yeah. Rashida, please hold she, me. Listen, if her dad says it, it's I mean, she can't get mad at us, you know. What I mean? mm-hmm. 
Bro. Wow, well, Paul Mooney, man, that's RP to the guy, yo. Ask a black dude, yo. He was wild, man. He said the wildest shit. Yeah. Yes, he, he and he was the first one to say, you know, it's the it's the com- the complexion for the collection. He said the, it is it is the complexion for the protection of, of the collection. So he was like, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't want to be a nigga. Yeah, <laughs> everybody want to act like a nigga, but don't want to be a nigga. I'm like, okay, all right, <laughs> all right, Paul. I see what you're saying, and his jokes would be so on point. Like he was talking about how it was this one joke. He said, he said, you see a black woman and a white woman. He said, you see a white woman. He said, oh my God, that dress looks so nice on you and your hair falls down your back. Oh, you a gorgeous white woman. And look at you, oh nasty black bitch with your, <laughs> with your weave hanging down, looking like a monkey. <laughs> oh my oh, God. My <laughs> Wearing the same clothes. Yo, (laughs) this does not care. But he's right. He is right. He is right. That's a messy, messy. Gay men are messy. That's just one thing I've learned. Gay men are messy. Yeah, Um, it's, it's, it, it, there's a, um, when I was taking, um, which class was it? I think it was race and representation. Oh, God. Class. But we were looking at, we had a, obviously a short segment on, on, on queer representation in media Mm -hmm. and, and like, uh, drag culture. Um, and then Messy. like within that, like the, um, you know, just like cutting, just like, you know, shade you and guys, all that, which did you is watch uh, Paris is burning. Yes. I have seen that. Yo, it's a documentary, Ahmad, about, um, about drag queen culture in New York city and the in Harlem. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty, pretty depressing actually. It is it's, depressing as fuck, but you're it's like, also damn. relatively exploitative because I don't think any of those, uh, act performers got paid to like for being in the film which like sometimes when died, you're bro. yeah a lot of them passed away too but it, it's it, i think it's on netflix i think you should be able to find it there yeah. okay it's basically if y'all have seen pose it's basically just a documented oh. version of that oh okay yeah i, I, I watched pose i still i gotta watch the last season but um yeah i know pose and I, I'll, I'll watch that documentary mm-hmm. um oh no sorry Lord. Well, that's all right, because I can use that to move us on to what Jude wanted to talk about, which is uh, this this tweet here. <laughs> Justin, what the hell, bro? Like you posted this and. I did. I did. I post it. I think I liked it and 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 ret- or retweeted it or something you, like that. Still posting, bro, to me. Retweeting is a post, nigga. This is just I guess it is kind of. So apparently uh, uh, there was a poll released by uh, YouGov America about like and they recorded responses from men and women uh on a, a list of different animals about like which one that person like the the man or woman thought they could i guess beat in a fight or like uh or, or, or but kid. and with their bare hands correct i suppose yeah beat up so the list goes from bottom to top rat house cat goose medium-sized dog eagle large dog king cobra chimpanzee kangaroo wolf Crocodile, gorilla, elephant, lion, grizzly bear. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess a, a fun way to to maybe close this episode is is where y'all think you'd stop on the list because uh, I don't think I'm beating a chimpanzee in a fight. I'm stopping a medium sized dog, bro. Oh yeah, also probably. <laughs> I'm six foot three, but there's just that thing about an animal. You corner an animal, you unleash a beast. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. I don't think I can take a rat because that motherfuckers is fast. I can't catch that nigga. <laughs> True. He'd be dashing, pat, biting your ankles. Like, t- and ta- bro, listen, 
house ca- cats are mean. Period. Yeah. Cats are fucking mean. I ain't mm-hmm. fight no damn cat. Where do these people come out here? Sixteen percent of men think they could fight a fucking a wolf. A wolf? Are you dead ass? Another dude was like seventeen percent of men are taking on kangaroos. You're not fighting a fucking kangaroo. Stop <laughs> Forget about it. Our, okay, well, th- th- this audacity. The audacity. <laughs> there's some. There's some questions that need to be asked. Though, like, do we? Are we just using our bare hands? Are we using our? Are we using a weapon? As I feel like fighting? it's like they drop you into the animal's environment, and whatever's around is what you have to use. <laughs> like, wow. Like an so elephant, most, though. But there's nothing you can do against an elephant anyway. Like, yeah, no. Forget it. I can't stab it. I can't stab an elephant. Like, no, you, the skin is hard, yo. Pause. Yeah. Yes. You would, I mean, have to, you would have to, because like some people when, you know, like cowboys, right? When they wrestle the bull, they grab it by the horns, but you can't, and they can steer it from like behind its neck, but you can't do that with an elephant because you need to be able, you would need to be able to reach both tusks. And you got that tusk in front of you. So, you, no, no, no. The, the trunk. Fucking, the trunk. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There are two tusks and you got this pause. This like dick just <laughs> hitting you in the face <laughs> that blows water out. Yeah. <laughs> but do y'all remember, this is reminding me. Do y'all remember a show? It was on uh, Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. I think it used to come on called Animal Face Off. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't. This, I've this seen show, I used to watch it with my dad. It was similar to like Deadliest Warrior, but basically what they ah, would do Deadliest is they would take hot. two animals and they would like measure. The- <laughs> they would take two animals and they would like measure their natural stats, mm-hmm. uh, their speed, their their bite strength or whatever. And then they would simulate a, a computer generated battle between them based on like a bunch of equations. Um, and they determine a winner and then they'd show us the simulation. And there were, there were oh. a few that were really hot. They had like, um, uh, I mean, there were some that, that seemed kind of pointless. Like they had elephant versus rhino. Um, and that doesn't seem pointless. That actually seems, that seems interesting. The elephant won because the rhino couldn't, couldn't hit it with its, with its tusk. Like it kept missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, they had uh, hippopotamus versus bull shark. Um, Fuck's a bull ooh. shark. Why would that? Why would that even be a thing? Can hippo, hippos swim? Hippos. Yeah. Hippos like, can they are swim, very swim, dangerous. They spend most of their time in the water. I know, but I feel like they they like crocodiles. You know, like they they kind of. I mean, like they're not like an open ocean, way. but bull sharks can sometimes wander into streams and rivers. I mean, you know, most of these they weren't can all. Can they go like, on land like a hippo? No, which and they the, the fight took place in water. The hippo uh, chopped it in half, but yeah, hippos are super dangerous. They, they can run at like very... miles an hour. On <laughs> oh no, thank you. And literally, bro, if I don't know if you've seen this video of when they just they threw a whole watermelon in a hippo's mouth. All he did was just close just a little bit, crunched. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even want to get close. They, they, when they open no. their jaws, I think they have like a jaw span of like four and a half feet or something. So Damn. A small child in there. Nope. Yeah. Nope. My, my kid ain't getting nowhere. Nowhere close. I'm putting a leash on him every time when I go to the zoo. Yeah, no. You ain't going it's... nowhere. <laughs> like you could stick a Stewie Griffin in there. And... I'm going to have that retractable <laughs> leash. It's yeah, just going to bring him back like. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, move along. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I mean, I don't see myself, um, but like King Cobra also super dangerous, obviously. But like with yeah. chimpanzees, people think that they're just like friendly nah. apes. No, they're, they're not. Whip your test. That woman in Jersey. I always go back to that. That woman in Jersey when we yes. were little kids, her face got ripped apart by her little little monkey. Uh-uh. Yeah. 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 They don't. It's it's like imagine fighting a man 
who <laughs> had, had like just a like just a, a man who had like no sense of empathy for human pain like that yeah. would be you'd be fighting it'd be like fighting uh some uh, like a like a homeless man on k2 is basically but also be. with little tiny hands with the power of like a teenager and yeah, yeah and with teeth with those sharp teeth yes forget about it man it's like, that's why planet of the apes is so scary because like you look at a gorilla and you're like oh obviously i'm not gonna fight that but the chimpanzee too man so you know, they keep a gun on you. They got like, like that, like old man strength. You know, sometimes when like you, you got like, that Jamaican uncle strength for real. That's that's what it is. Like I feel like I feel like I can I can fight a medium sized dog, but what's what's after a medium sized dog? Well, they, they put, considered a medium sized dog. Like one of Michael Vick's pit bulls. I, like a like a full grown pit bull, and a then grown like a large sized dog would probably be like a Saint Bernard, like Beethoven. Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven okay. kind of slow. Beethoven kind of slow. Like, I, I think slow. like a golden retriever, like um, Airbus. Golden retriever is medium size. I'll, 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 I'll consider that medium sized dog. That's the medium. It's just the dog. hair sometimes makes them look bigger. Yeah, mm. but a mastiff, no, don't don't bring that close to me. Don't bring that. <laughs> Dalmatian, a Dalmatian, a Dalmatian would be that's, that's not bad. I could probably that's handle it. Most dogs, I think you can just you can do the Mata Leon. You can get behind them and choke them out. And then yeah, I'll be okay. You I know, know, just 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 do that. What I'm gonna do me. with an eagle, an eagle flying at me. And- Why would you fight? Why are we talking about fighting birds? <laughs> <laughs> Grab it by the throw it against the wall, like <laughs> an eagle. Uh, kangaroo, forget about it. It'll kick me no. and, and sink my chest in. That's what <laughs> uh, oh, uh, a, a wolf. Obvious. I mean, one wolf because they usually work in packs. Yeah. So if I'm fighting one wolf. I'd, I'd still die. It'd be, that would be like fighting a large dog, but but more feral. Um, but I think it wouldn't be as bad if, as if you were fighting a bunch of them. Uh, crocodile. A lion is scary because I just saw something how their tongues are so sharp because that's how they eat. Yeah. They, they have to eat strip their the, tongue. To strip yeah. the hide off of their animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he licked the dude and he had like a shade. Like it looked like he falling off of something. I'm like, ah. No, yeah. and they're so, uh, bigger than you think too. Like, they're mad big, pause. And 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 even if something could just lick you, being friendly, and they still hurt you. Imagine if it didn't like you. Yeah, no, bro. Uh, the crocodile is interesting because the, they're That's similar hard. to dogs in that, like, there's there's kind of one area you want to avoid, which is the which is the jaw. But at the same time, if you're in the water, forget about it because obviously they can. They can roll. They got that tail, though. They got that tail, Justin. The tail they can't really swing. It's like if they're most agile in the water when they're when they're on land, they're pretty like, you know, they have to yeah. And then yeah. if you can get around them, maybe you can kind of smack them with a rock. But their uh, skin is hard. That too, yeah. You'd have to like you just you just gotta take their eyes out. You just gotta take their eyes out first. Throw a grenade in there and run. Um, <laughs> gorilla, eyes, forget about it. Add accurate with that shit though. You can't be all just like ninjutsu. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the gorilla, forget about it. Um, I'm not doing that. No, yeah, no, I'm not getting close to one. Elephant, obviously. And then grizzly bear is like the most dangerous land animal there in, in North America. So, um, yeah, it, it, you would look bad. exactly like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. Um, yes. Didn't, didn't, didn't the um, bear have his way with Leonardo DiCaprio? I mean, what? pretty much. Pretty much. That's what I heard. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? I have not. 
Oh no! Oh, well, basically, I mean, like he, Jude is making Jude is making a funny, but um, no, the, I've seen the bear, I've, I've seen the clip. <laughs> the bear, yeah, the bear does throw him around uh, a lot, and it's a, it's a mother bear. Like, I mean, most of the bears you're going to encounter in the wild um, are likely going to be mothers because, like, you will inadvertently threaten her cubs, and then you won't even see her coming until she's right up on you. Hmm. Um, uh, they say with grizzly bears, uh, the best thing is just to, if you're going hiking, to wear a big backpack, curl up in a fetal position and let them root through the bag because they'll think they're tearing something apart and then they'll leave you alone. Black bears are smaller. You can scare them away by making noise, but a grizzly bear, you're just going to piss off. Um, so uh, if, I don't know if any of us are planning on taking any mountain trips. but Yo, uh, actually, I'm thinking about uh, doing this National Outdoor Leadership School course sometime mm. in my uh, school career to get some credits, like some elective credits. And I'm thinking about backpacking in New Zealand. New Zealand? Oh, That's really cool. Yeah. I don't know what wildlife is like there, but you could meet some Maori people. So that'd mm. be cool. Well, we, uh, we're just going to find out right now because we don't want you to go there and all of a sudden you <laughs> goddamn see a goddamn mountain lion and you call us up talking about some I was in, Ma- I was in Bro, they Mexico. used to have these things actually, I was in Desert Mexico and saw coyotes and heard them niggas that they used scary. to have these things um, I don't know if they're still al- I think they're extinct now um, Hass eagle what the fuck is that? they're like a, uh, they're an extinct species of eagle that once lived on the south island of New Zealand uh, with an estimated weight of 33 pounds sheesh um, and uh, it became extinct around 1400, but its massive size is explained as an evolutionary response to the size of its prey, uh, mm-hmm. which could, uh, the prey that it, that it uh, ate could weigh it uh, up to 510 pounds. But these things, they were like, they were like, ter- uh, what, ter- what are the things? Pterodactyls. Pterodactyls. Pterodactyl, thank you. They were like that. They had 8.5 foot, 9.8 foot wingspan. Whoa. Whoa! No, everything was bigger. Oh oh, no! And I feel like in 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 places like New Zealand and Australia is where the last of those uh, prehistoric (laughs) species live. Well, I'm I'm looking at it right now, and I don't think uh, I don't think Jude has anything to worry about. You know, it's a lot of bats, frogs. Should be mostly good. Whole whole lot, whole lot of birds. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you'll be okay. Awesome. So you'll be okay. There, <laughs> there, there are no dangerous animals in New Zealand. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Thank you, ladies. I think, Thank I you. Think, I think that'll count as our collective tweet of the week. But I do just want to shout this one out um, because I sent it to y'all on Twitter. And so y'all, maybe our listeners have seen this video going around of this black dude licking a vanilla ice cream cone. Yeah, demon top, baby. And, oh my and, God. and the person who retweeted it said, your stomach is about to sound like a VCR rewinding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here all summer long with a chocolate ice cream cone with sprinkles and tiger bone. What's up with it? Oh my! <laughs> Am I ever had tiger bone? What? No, just had tiger bone. I had tiger. Yeah, I have bone. not. I have not had tiger bone. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting you fucked up then. Oh my god! <laughs> You're gonna go home see a girl ready, ready to make a child. I'm telling Let's you. not announce oh, our I'm plans good. live on the air, but <laughs> uh, I think that's a wrap for us today, beloveds. If you want more Uptown Love, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HVO Pod, and listen to our back catalog. We thank you very much for joining us today, spending some time on the block. We love you. Stay Peace. safe. Stay dangerous. Be-
Grrrr! The hot girl hiatus is over! Grrrr! Watch the show! Yeah.